Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is, and it's the uh, last Rob Carson Show of this year. Next week, we have a variety of, uh, of hosts filling in, which I'm very grateful for, and also some best of stuff as well. If you get the chance to this weekend and next weekend, check out my TV show. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. This weekend's show is off the hook funny. Uh, next week is a best of kind of a year end uh, show, and uh, I think you're going to get a real kick out of it. I really, really do. Um, if you'd like an archive of all of my shows, or you want to uh, have access to the great wealth of uh, video and punditry uh, that you would expect from a truly conservative and awesome network, uh, get a membership at NewsmaxPlus.com. NewsmaxPLUS.com. Um, you know, listen, I've got a number of subscription myself, uh, Matt Taibbi on Substack and others. And, uh, you know, considering the attacks that the, uh, the conservative media have taken, sanctioned by the government, this is the way we got to go. And this is how we stay on. This is how we reach even more people. So uh, you also get, by the way, uh, documentaries, uh, best coverage of uh, Donald Trump rallies of anybody. Fox doesn't do that anymore. They don't give a dang. So it's like five bucks a month, all right? So Newsmax Plus, P-L-U-S dot com, Newsmax, P-L-U-S dot com. Start your free trial, and I think you're going to uh, really enjoy it. And again, if you get a chance to watch the uh, TV show this weekend and next weekend, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. I already got a request from this. Brian, my producer at WCBM, our anchor station in lovely Baltimore, has a penchant for uh, Goodfellas the movie. And he's also, like most people in radio who've been in radio a long time, has a mind like a steel trap for completely superfluous pop culture garbage. He knows every. You ask him a thing, you literally, you could say, remember the episode, what was the episode where George Costanza farted in Seinfeld? Like, oh yeah, that's episode 33, about 17 minutes, 48 seconds into it. It's right there. And he wanted to hear this. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Jim Gossett, Goodfellas Christmas. Here comes the Vice Squad, here comes the Vice Squad. Karen, hide the cold. Jim Gossett. Paulie finds out that I've been dealing. We'll get killed, that's no joke. National Treasure. Stacks got whacked and Billy got hacked. When my mother's butcher knife. I mean the other one. Hide the drugs fast or it's our and we'll get 20 to life. So I'm the first Jimmy, one. Yeah. you gotta what have me. Listen up, Henry. Listen up, Henry. I think you can beat this thing. I do. De Niro. Don't say nothing to the feds. Henry, don't you sing. You'll go down to Florida and take care of something. Everything will be all right. Uh-oh. I knew if I went down there like Jimmy wanted, I'd be dead by that night. You learned two very important lessons today. Don't rat out your friends and keep your mouth shut. That's right. I got out on bail. I got out of jail. Karen was out of control. Oh. I said, where's the stash? Where'd you put the cash? She flushed it down the bowl. They wouldn't have found it, but Karen, you drowned it. Now we'll be hurting so bad. <laughs> yeah. You stupid b- Now I gotta be a snitch Cause that was all the money we had 
crashing down the toilet, that is Karen. Fantastic. I'm sorry. They weren't going to find it, Karen. What are we going to do now, Karen? What happened to all my sins? Wow, sentiments? that is Karen? fantastic. Remember? If you want to uh, support Jim Gossett, just go to patreon.com, uh, Jim Gossett Comedy, would you? Would you do that? It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Uh, the Washington Post urges the Supreme Court to strike down the Colorado Trump ruling. Shut up! Maybe it's because they are destroying themselves with all the leftist crap, and the Washington Post has destroyed its reputation so badly they have to acknowledge the truth for, the, for a change. Editorial board of the Washington Post on Thursday urged the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn a recent decision by the Colorado Supreme Court to take them off the ballot. Colorado High Court ruled on Tuesday, blah, 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 you know that. Uh, the Colorado court's decision ignited a debate over the merits of the case. There are none. Post editorial board said Colorado Supreme Court's ruling is murky. And in writing its opinion, the judges had to answer yes to the vex- a vexing series of questions. For example, the court found that Section 3 applied to the presidency, despite doubts raised in a lower court ruling because it has nothing to do with the presidency. But the, uh, the uh, Washington Post is saying, it says here, this is uh, Washington Post. Not only has Mr. Trump not been convicted of insurrection, either by a jury of his peers or from the bench by a judge, he hasn't even been charged with it. So every one of these people on the uh, Colorado Supreme Court need to be impeached. I'm absolutely serious. Uh, tellingly, Justice Department Special Counsel Jack Smith has brought an aggressive case against the former president for conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruction of an official proceeding, and more, but not for violating the federal law against insurrection. In absence of clarity, a body of unelected officials should be reluctant to prevent the country's citizens from choosing an elected official to lead them. The Supreme Court hopefully understands that. I doubt they do. This is CNN. CNN, they had uh, analyst, analyst, uh, Eric Honig on the show to talk about uh, uh, special counsel Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump and how it could be quashed because he overreached it and it's purely political. And if you don't believe me, just look at the date he wanted to start the trial, the day before Super Tuesday. I'm going to again, I could drop the mic right now, but I've got another hour and, uh, and 53 minutes. Jack Smith is saying rather than the normal way this would go, which is it goes to the Intermediate Court of Appeals and then maybe the Supreme Court. Jackson is saying, let's, and it's unusual, but it happens. He says, let's skip the middle layer and go right to the top. The problem for Jack Smith is you have to have a specific reason for that. And Jack Smith will not say it's because of the election, because he doesn't want to look. Why not? Right. Why won't he say it? Because he believes, I believe that he understands that would be inherently political. If he said, I want to. You idiot. That's why he was appointed. I tried Donald Trump before the election. Oh, Donald I don't want to look political. How about that? Exactly. Well, the fact that Jack Smith refuses to say it, I think, is telling in its own right. Oh, but Jack God. Smith won't say it's because of the election. Instead, if you look at his brief, it's all this vague generalities about, well, we need speed because speed is good and speedy resolution and delay is bad. And Donald Trump's team in that brief that came in last night sees that weakness and they go right at it. They say he has not offered us any specific reason and they suggest strongly it's obviously because of the election date. Well, duh. And everybody knows this. Everybody knows it. Jack Smith needs to be hounded the rest of his life about this. Or go back to The Hague or wherever the hell he was. What an absolute ass. President Joe Biden pressured Attorney General Merrick Garland in 2022 to prosecute former President Donald Trump, according to the New York Times. All of it comes from the White House. And all of that comes from Barack Obama. 
The attorney general's deliberative approach has, be, has come to frustrate Democrat allies of the White House. At times, President Biden himself, the Times reported. As recently as last year, Mr. Biden confided to his inner circle that he believed former President Donald J. Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted. Yeah. He's behind it. He also, as a third branch of government, said that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. It is self-evident. The case should be thrown out. He has tainted it. He has tainted it. And he created it. Because he's such a weasel. Oh, there are words I can't say. Joe Biden and Democrats block Marianne Williamson from the ballot in uh, Massachusetts. It's weird. They made him the official candidate in Florida. So Democrats, you're getting screwed too. Yeah, no dinner and no lubricant. Just boom, you're just taking it, taking it like a like a Senate aide in a in a in a conference room. Which, by the way, uh, Jim, I believe that uh, that uh, Senator Cardin said he wasn't actually sex; it was a debriefing. <clears throat> Although my producer Brian said it could have been boxers, we're not even sure. We're not even sure. So that's what they're planning on doing. They want to make Joe Biden the dude. They want to uh, eliminate all the Democrats, uh, whatever surrogate that Joe Biden is going to be taking over for, put them in office, and do uh, try to take Trump out of it. But you know what? Uh, the American people aren't going to happen. They aren't going to have it. You know why? Because they're picking a fight with the most and best armed intellectually and physically of anyone in history. All right? They've never tried this in a country that had the First and Second Amendments. And no country has abused its people, no free country has abused its people, like this iteration of the federal government. All adds up to, it's time to boot your asses out and replace you in a peaceful fashion. This is RFK Jr. talking about uh, how badly Donald Trump is being screwed. And, and by the way, it was no due process. He wasn't convicted no. of insurrection. Yeah. Or even, or even indicted. Yeah. yeah. Or indicted for it. So, and there was no evidentiary hearing. And you're going to do that without due process, without him being given the essential. What they did with the Rudy Giuliani. Democratic function, that, you know, of being able to confront your accusers. All the January the 6th protesters. And, you know, all yeah. of these things that we guarantee people who are. Who are criminally charged because they're a bunch of uh, uh stasi bastards and we're not going to give him that it's 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 a crazy decision it was a split decision it was four, four to three. three yeah and it just it certainly foments more radicalism in the country of course i you know i think what all the radicalism has taken place on the left summer of 2020 you know they're trying to hurt donald trump and this is going to to me, this is going to help him. Because, oh, you bet your ass You know, it's going to fortify people's belief that it's a, the system is rigged. Absolutely, 100%. Here's uh, Charlie Kirk talking with him about the uh, the actual decision. If, if another country did that, like Pakistan or Iran or... You would sanction them. Well, yeah, well, we'd say that's not really a democracy. Uh-huh. But, you know, we're doing it now. We're, we're trying to... I, you know, I'm... Listen, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump's. Uh, that's why I'm running against him. But I'm, uh, I don't want to beat them in a fixed, you know, fight. And, and what's going to happen if they do that, if they succeed, which I don't think they will. The decision is crazy. But, you know, then it's going to leave half the people angry. And, and rightly so, they should be. People should be able to vote for who they want to vote for. And even if he was, you know... 
So, um, uh, RFK Jr., I have a good deal of respect for him. Uh, at least he's honest about things like COVID and all of that. But there are some things that he where he shows that he's not fit to be the president of the United States of America. And let me explain, because uh, Charlie Kirk was able to get out of him his extreme ignorance of uh, of the Supreme Court and why conservatives want conservatives on the bench. He, he whiffed on this and, and exposed a lot to me because originally I thought, hey, maybe I'm a VP. No. Cabinet, possibly. Something affiliated with, I don't know, government disinformation uncovering that or, or uh, you know, all of the COVID nonsense. Then, then I would be down with Robert Kennedy Jr. as a cabinet member. But here he is exposing his, uh, his uh, gaping maw policy-wise with regard to the Supreme Court. Which current or recent Supreme Court justice is closest to your ideas or what you would appoint? Uh, I, I couldn't answer that. I just, I would say, you know, what? I'm going to appoint judges who, uh, who reflect my values. But that's not what you do. You appoint people who you know would interpret the Constitution and defend it. Well, what, are, what, what, what are those values? Because well, President Trump has a list, to his credit. Here are the 65 people. I mean, would it be more like Kagan or more like Clarence Thomas? It, uh, uh, it would, uh, I, I don't know. Dip, 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 dip. See? Good job, Charlie. Oh, I wouldn't answer that. But respectfully, you're running for president. The voters, that, that's a huge issue oh, for yeah. voters. But, but, Especially okay. when it comes to Second Amendment rights, abortion. Yeah, please, I mean, I can tell you what my important issues for me are. I, I don't care. Free market capitalism. Great, that's great. Strong environmental protection. Okay, that's great. Strong liberties, human rights, civil rights. Yeah, those are your those are your platforms. Uh, bodily autonomy. Um, that, bodily autonomy. Okay. And uh, you know skepticism toward big business. But who is your favorite Supreme Court uh, justice ever? Ever. Or just one that you would, say, would say that you think did a good job. Earl Warren. Okay. So the war the Warren Court that got rid of prayer in public schools. <laughs> that is fantastic. That was a strategic question that revealed so much. Charlie Kirk is freaking amazing. Now, coming up, I've got some inspirational words. I know that sounds kind of, yeah. For Israel, I want to share it. I think it's really, really cool. Uh, and then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking to Mark Meckler, uh, the Convention of States president, as among other things. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. So I uh, posted uh, a tweet this morning, and uh, I was talking about John Schneider. John Schneider, a friend of the show, he uh, he put something on Twitter yesterday. Because a lot of people are talking about, you know, uh, the, the act of the southern border being open and, and saying it's essentially treasonous. Uh, Schneider wrote, he said, seriously, folks, this is my final comment on this. I neither said or implied any such thing despite headlines claiming otherwise. He, he put a post up yesterday, and he said, he said, uh, 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 of, of, of Joe Biden and his son, they should be publicly hung. And while they don't comment on matters involving protective intelligence, the SS investigates all threats related to our protectees. Now, he was talking about Joe Biden and the possibility of uh, 
treason. He wasn't saying, you know, whatever. Anyway, but I, I found it rather funny because um, so many on the left have been screaming for uh, Donald Trump to be murdered for years. I, I wrote on there, said, John, said, John uh, Schneider said nothing compared to eight years of left threatening Trump and his supporters, Shakespeare in the Park in New York City, anyone? Madonna blow off the White House, anyone? Kathy Gribben severed head Trump, anyone? Did they get circa Secret Service investigations? Maybe the Secret Service should devote more time to pre- uh, pre- protecting Trump and finding the person who brought the cocaine into the White House. So John Schneider uh, took down the post, and he said, it's my opinion, which I'm entitled to have, and you are, John, that some of the nation's leaders in Washington have lost their way, and corruption runs rampant, both in our nation's borders and abroad. Transparency and accountable must happen in order for our constitutional republic to survive. So he didn't threaten the president, but he did talk about, uh, you know, what some people are saying, which is the president is essentially create, uh, you know, committing treason because the southern border is open. So they're debating whether John's going to be visited by the Secret Service or whatever. The left has been screaming, screaming for, the, uh, for Donald Trump to be injured or, or be taken out for, for years. For years. Here, here's a little bit. This is a little bit of what the Democrats have been saying the last eight years. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. They go low. Uh, and then the left also burned the country down to the tune of $2 billion, 35 people murdered, one police officer in St. Louis, and a bunch of nonsense like getting rid of Mrs. Butterworth and, uh, and Uncle Ben. So there is that. So you know what? Uh, KMA, baby. That's all <laughs> I just got to say, KMA. Uh, this is uh, pretty cool. I, w- I want to share this because I think it's uh, pretty cool. I think I got time to do it. Um, I, as you know, am a very big supporter of, uh, of Israel. And I found this from a guy named Douglas Murray. I'm going to be sharing some more of his stuff before the end of the show. But I want you to listen to this because this is how I feel about Israel. And this is how I feel about the Jewish people. I wanted to say that it is not the case that the Jewish community of this country is alone. You are not. There are many millions of people, civilized people in this country and across the world, who are with you as well. I speak for myself when I quote, if I may, in closing, one of my favorite lines in scripture from the book of Ruth. Listen. You all know it. Whither thou goest... I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. And I tell you this with utter certainty. If they keep coming for the Jews, if they keep coming for you, I'll tell you this. They may come for the Zionists very well. I am a Zionist. They may keep coming for the Israelis. Very well, I'm an Israeli. They may come continuously for the Jews. Very well, I'm a Jew. I'm Israel Kai. I am a Catholic. I am a Jew. I am a Zionist. I'm an American patriot. I'm a Trump supporter. I am a freedom-loving 
individual. I love America as founded. And if you disagree with any of those, uh, you know, uh, stuff it in your chimney. (laughs) There you go. All right, so coming up, you know, one of the solutions to turning this country around is a convention of states. The man who's been uh, angling to get this done for a very long time, Mark Meckler, will join us on the other side of this break to talk about that. And this is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Christmas rages on, and here's our John Rambo. It's the Rob Carson Show. Well, I'd rather be in a John McClain than a John Rambo. I want to remind you guys that on Christmas Eve, you want to leave a 9mm handgun, a Twinkie, a pair of shoes, uh, and a cigarette in your furnace vent for John McClain. You can uh, you can leave the gun or not, but it's, it's a new tradition that uh, we've created here. <laughs> On the show, by the way, my post about John Schneider and, uh, you know, the Secret Service investigating him and all of this, even though, you know, Kathy Griffin and hundreds and thousands of Democrats have been threatening Donald Trump for years, uh, 27,000 views and uh, 111 reposts, 66 comments, a lot from snarky libtards who uh, I easily beat down with logic and intelligence. It's crazy. So uh, a lot of people talking about uh, Convention of States, been talking about it for years, but it sounds to me like some recent events of totalitarianism by our federal government might be uh, expediting the move toward that. Mark Meckler is the president of Convention of States, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good to be with you, Rob. My brother, um, I'm looking at what's happening in Colorado. We also know that in the state of Maine, they are looking to take off Marianne Williamson, so there's no one running against Joe Biden. They've essentially eliminated the primary process in Florida for Democrats, except for Joe Biden. And then, of course, they're trying to, uh, the Supreme Court in Colorado is usurping everyone's authority to remove Trump from the ballot, which I think will fail. Uh, Have you, in the last week or so that this has been happening, uh, felt kind of a, a, a swelling up of support for Convention of States as a possible solution for this despotism. 
Yeah, I mean, and for us, Rob, this is kind of standard operating procedure. Every time you see government out of control, you yeah. see people reaching out for alternative solutions. And the best alternative solution is to take the power away from Washington, D.C. and give it back to the people. Convention of States is the best way to do that. So when it goes bad, it often goes well for Convention of States. So where are we as far as number? I believe uh, uh, where, where we are right now, I, I know where I knew it was as far as the number of states have committed to it. I know Kansas just barely uh, missed it this year. But, but where are we as far as number of states you have and how many we need for a convention of states? Yeah, 19 states have passed. Kansas actually passed it by a simple majority. There's some legal wrangling that has to be done there. We're just preparing the, the filing on that. I think that'll be... State number 20, I expect we're going to get three to five more in the next session beginning in January. So that'll take us pretty rapidly up there, 25 out of the necessary 34. Uh, it sounds like 19. I've heard 19 attorneys general are going after uh, Jack Smith with regard to uh, his case and uh, the case in Colorado. Do you Are there some states with conservative AGs that uh, you, you are... Uh, maybe who aren't on board, who you maybe are hoping that uh, you'll be able to get these states on board uh, sooner than later? Oh, yeah. I mean, for example, I would say uh, North Carolina is one, Idaho, Iowa. Those are states that have conservative AGs. They are relatively conservative states, and we ought to be able to get them on board soon. Now, Mark, for those who don't understand how a convention of states works, why don't we go ahead and just do a quick tutorial for those who are more interested in it? Because, you know, we're all looking for solutions, Mark. I get asked every day, what's the solution to this totalitarianism? Is it is it the, the union breaking up? No. Is it a civil war? No. Because 74 to 76 percent of the American people believe the country's headed in the wrong direction, meaning 74 to 76 percent of us can come together to fix it. So I know there are a lot of patriotic Americans and the Convention of States seems like a really good solution to uh, to how the government has abused us. Tell us about what happens. Yeah, I mean, let's do a little history. The founders, the framers of the Constitution said that if the federal government got out of control, it was going to be up to us, the people, to restrain them. They gave us the second clause of Article 5, which says that we can gather in convention when two-thirds of states want to, and we can propose amendments specifically for the purpose of restraining federal tyranny. So that's really what this is all about, restraining federal tyranny. It would allow us to gather in convention to propose amendments to impose term limits on the federal government. And that's not just for Congress, but also for bureaucrats. I call that the Fauci Amendment. We we need no more Fauci's who are in the federal government for 40 years. It would allow us to impose a balanced budget amendment, spending caps, taxation caps. Most importantly, it would allow us to limit the scope power and jurisdiction of the federal government. And that means to tell the federal government, nope, you can't be involved in education or energy or health care or any other areas that we want to write out. These are things the federal government was never intended to do. And the courts have given them the authority to do that. And we have the authority to take that power away. You know, uh, Mark, I've never seen uh, in a free country the amount of Stasi-like attacks on political opposition that we've seen the last few years in the United States, in places like Italy, in places like Argentina. Uh, We have seen uh, 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 populist conservatives uh, be elected. Javier Millet in Argentina has eliminated uh, uh, over a dozen federal agencies. 
it seems like some of the other countries of the world, Poland, for instance, uh, if, if you got a guy in Canada who's on his way up, Polivier, uh, who is who is uh, uh, rising. Um, why does it take us so bloody long in the United States? Is it because uh, Washington D.C. is so the deep state is so uh, deeply ingrained and and funded by our tax dollars? Do you suppose that's the reason? Well, I think that's part of it. But to be fair, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about Millet, and I think he's a very exciting political figure. But they have 5,000% inflation. And, you know, we're complaining right now. We have legitimate high inflation. It got up as high as, I think, 11% real inflation. But it's not 5,000%. And so people are not ready, in my opinion, for a figure as radically transformative as Millet until they get to the point where everything is coming crashing down. I think we're on the verge of everything coming crashing down. I think if it did, uh, there would definitely be an opening in the United States for a figure like him. I just don't think we're quite there yet as far as the catastrophe. I, I think that Donald Trump is, uh, is a fine medium. Uh, between a, a Malay and you know whatever, I think Donald Trump is going to do some of the same things that Malay has done, and and clearly because the federal government has overreached, the DOJ has been weaponized to go after its political opposition, particularly its uh, its chief opposition for the presidency. So I think Trump is going to do a lot of these things that are being echoed, in, including the, the the strong border. Poland has uh, closed their borders essentially, so uh, you know there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of similarities. So I'll just I'll just leave it. That um, yeah, what do you, look, we, I, I would. I agree with that absolutely, Rob. Uh, I think there are a lot of similarities. I think the difference is when you listen to Malay, and I highly recommend if people haven't listened to it, listen to the interview with Tucker Carlson before Malay was elected. Gotcha. Probably the best political interview I've ever heard in my life. Uh, very common sense and yet very sophisticated. Malay knows exactly what he's talking about. He's very ideological in the way he approaches things, and I think we could use him here in the U.S. All right, my brother. Well, Mark, uh, where can people go to uh, to get involved? I, I've had the opportunity to go to several uh, convention of states meeting. I spoke to a group of convention of states here in the in the Kansas side of Kansas City. Uh, how can we help out convention of states? Not only to get the word out, get it out there on social media, possibly volunteer and financially uh, support convention of states. Yeah, all that can be done at conventionofstates.com. Fill out the petition, click on the get involved link, and folks can follow me personally on X at Mark Meckler. Now, now, Mark, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you celebrate Hanukkah? Hanukkah and Christmas. I am a Hanukkah Jewish and Christmas. Christmas. Okay, well, Jewish Christmas. Uh, did, have you heard our Shake, uh, Shake Your Menorah theme song? I have not. I have not. All right, I'm going to play that as I as I say, uh, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas to you, uh, in your honor. If you haven't heard, I'm going to play it right now for you. But Mark Meckler, God bless you, my brother. Uh, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. And hopefully we will be having a convention of states to turn this country around and right this ship. How does that sound? That sounds great. God bless you, Rob. Congratulations on all the success. All right, here it is for a Jewish... Christians out there, shake your menorah. Shake, shake, shake your menorah. Put it up with pride. Hey! Tell, tell, tell Hamas. You can't run and hide. No, you can't. Show, show, show all the haters like AOC. You, you, you and the squad love the enemy. Jim Gossett. My menorah has candles. More candles than I can handle. Hey! It's displayed on my table to show Hamas we're ready and able. You're out of line, Hamas. You're out of time, Hamas. Israel's win, your loss. You're going to pay a big cost. You're out of line. Don't believe you. Hey, Sleepy Joe, 
don't believe you. I don't believe you. Shake, shake, shake your menorah for the world to see. Hey, Israel, you're supporting. Unlike NBC. <laughs> light, light, light all the candles. Let them shine brightly. <laughs> Because soon a mass will be history. Hey. So um, I played you the uh, inspirational uh, comments from this guy, Douglas Murray, political pundit. Um, and, uh, you know, he talked about I am a Jew, even though he's a Christian. I am a Jew because I support Israel. I am Spartacus. I support Israel. And uh, this is Douglas Murray talking with this guy. You ever seen the uh, the Young Turks who aren't young anymore? I remember I always go to the Young Turks in 2016, watching them destroy themselves the night that Donald Trump won the presidency and watching them cry and watching this guy. His name's Shank Uger is his name. I call him Skank Uger. Anyway, uh, here, here is Douglas Murray schooling Shank Uger, uh, Skank Uger, whatever his name is, about uh, the possibility of a two-state solution. And this is what I've been saying. I want you to listen. It's pretty good. If you put up a poster to a missing dog in any Western city, that poster stays up. In city after city in America, posters of abducted Jewish children, including a 10-month-old baby, were put up and were ripped down by people who have been indoctrinated into hate of Jews. Nobody would rip down the poster of a missing dog, but from Dublin to Berkeley, they ripped down posters of abducted Jewish children. So no, I don't think there was Douglas, very let me much put care this to you. for that let me put this to you, Douglas. And finally, as for preventing a Palestinian state, it is nonsense that the Israelis... Listen to this. This is what I've said. Israelis have prevented a Palestinian state. They gave the Gazans <laughs> a Palestinian one, state right? in 2005. They gave them a Palestinian state in 2005 when every Jewish person was ripped from their homes in the Gaza by IDF soldiers. And the Palestinian people were given a state. And what did they do? They voted in Hamas, uh, who then killed their fellow Palestinians, yeah. never had another election, and used all the billions of dollars of taxpayer funds from the US, UK, and Europe yeah. to build terror tunnels and to enrich themselves so they could live the life of luxury in Qatar. Again and again, the reason there is not a Palestinian state is because the Palestinian leadership doesn't want one. Kaboom. I said on 9-11, they were dancing in the streets in Gaza about Americans being burned and crushed to death. And they threw candy to the children. And those children became men, and they went in on October the 7th and raped and murdered their ways through innocent communities in Israel. You had your shot at a, at a, at a two-party solution, and you bleeped it up. Now I want you to listen to this. This is this brilliant takedown of Shank Wegar or Skank Uger by this uh, this individual. I, this is one of the best one of the best takedowns I have ever heard of anyone. Listen to this. But anyway, let me just get on to it. You say, Douglas Murray, listen. You say, first of all, you say, I don't care about the death of Palestinian children. Yes, I do care. I care very deeply about it. But I also know that the responsibility for their deaths lies on Hamas, which has misgoverned their society for the last 16 years and now has been leading the country into being in a war with Israel. So, yes, it's on Hamas, this. As for seeing wars, by the way, I just mentioned about seeing wars because as far as I can see, you're very ill-traveled as oh, well as rather ill-lettered. brilliant. spoken 
and I mention that I cover wars and go to wars because I happen to think myself that it's worth seeing things with your own eyes, including things that you don't particularly like, but wow. you report the truth. I don't know if you ever even leave your own bedroom. And I can tell already <laughs> that you don't because you've already said something that demonstrates you know nothing about this conflict. You have just demonstrated it in the following terms. You said that this is why we need to push for a two-state solution and give legitimacy to the Palestinian Authority. I'll tell you something you don't know because I guess you spent no time in the West Bank, have you? I'll tell you something you probably don't know. The Palestinian Authority, Fatah, celebrated the 7th of October massacres. I'll give you another fact which demonstrates you know nothing about this and clearly haven't ever visited any Palestinians in the West Bank as I have. If there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank... The what would happen? The reason why there isn't one is because if there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, Hamas would win. So your idea of a two-state solution, I'm afraid you are so out of date and you really should leave your bedroom. Because in this region, nobody thinks that there is a two-state solution on the table because there is not a viable negotiating partner. But I just There you go. That is uh, Douglas Murray, a brilliant takedown of uh, Shank Uger, also known as Skank Ogre. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Christmas song of all time. It reminds me of uh, Christmas past. And also reminds me of that you can never bring it back. That's uh, sad but true. And it also reminds me that uh, one day you're going to be a Christmas memory. We're all going to be a Christmas memory or, you know, whatever memory and probably want to work to be the best one, right? While we're here, while we're here. Speaking of which, I have a a beautiful piece that I wanted to share with you today because I think it's amazing. It's uh, on an official, uh, it's on a, it's on a uh, Instagram from a young woman who goes by uh, have a official. And I want you to listen to what she has to say about life. And it means... (laughs) Sorry. It means a little more to me uh, and my family this year. Of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend, he referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that they spent alive on earth and now only those who love them know what that little line is worth for it matters not how much we own the cars the house the cash what matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash so think about this long and hard are there things you'd like to change for you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged if we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before if we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile remembering this special dash 
might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Wow. How you spent in your dash. My life is uh, two Christmas movies. I've been able to sponge the writing off the stone in my life, like Ebenezer Scrooge. And like uh, Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life, there was a point in my life where I was standing on the bridge thinking that my family would be better off with a life insurance policy. That was just a couple years ago. And I was saved. I was saved from a car dealership that I was working with peripheral neuropathy in my feet in the winter, drinking way too much. And a man named Chris Ruddy called me at the dealership one Sunday and said, Rob, yeah? Chris Ruddy, Newsmax. Yeah? Where you been, man? He said, well, I've been in an abusive relationship for 25 years with radio. And he said, I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to create a radio show, a podcast, and we're going to give you a radio network on top of the TV show, and instead of calling it What in the World is Going On with Rob Carson, we're going to call it Rob Carson's What in the World. Believe, guys. Believe. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the uh, final hour of uh, the Rob Carson Show with me as the host this year. And I want to thank you for uh, being with me. I guess this is the first, the second full year we've been syndicated nationally. And it's really started to catch fuego because, uh, you know, common sense and uh, life experience and uh, show prep and comedy, which uh, nobody else does. Uh, and when they do, a lot of times they don't do so well. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're funny, sometimes you're not. Choose a lane. Choose a lane. You can be a desk pounder or you can be a funny. And I try to do, uh, I kind of straddle the line is what it is. By the way, the uh, RNC cash on hand at the end of November was the lowest the organization reported since 2016. $9.96 million as opposed to the DNC, which has $20 million. You know how to uh, increase that balance to about $100 million? 
uh, in the debates and officially declare Donald Trump the candidate because, duh. Right? I mean, oh, duh. <laughs> it, should, it should be obvious by now. But they're going to do another worthless debate. They'll do it on another worthless network and nobody will watch. Nothing, nothing personal, guys. This is a very different election year. It always has been. I've always said this. I always have. This is a very different year. And, uh, oh, a little bit of good news, I guess. A federal judge rejects a lawsuit to remove uh, Trump from the ballot in another state, apparently. Another bunch of uh, jackweeds who who are failed totalitarians. Uh, West Virginia rejected a bid to remove former President Donald Trump from the state's ballot. Nice try. Nice try. You see, the reason why the uh, founders or the the people uh, right after the Civil War that they didn't um, uh, say that that individual states could do this or individual courts could do this is because if that were the case, then southern states, former slave states, could remove candidates from the ballot who are, you know, uh, freedom-loving, right? They they removed uh, Abraham Lincoln from the ballot in 1860, like 14 states, and he ended up winning. So that's why. Okay, it's totalitarian, it's bullcrap, it's going to do a face plant, and all you're doing is pissing off the rest of us. I'm just going to tell you. I mean, like, beyond anything you've ever seen, beyond anything we've ever seen, the American people are angry, they are frustrated, and they want this, the border shut down, and they want this government to, they want to implode this iteration of the government, meaning fire a whole lot of people, nothing violent. But get rid of them. Just get rid of them. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead. I got a call from Alice in Catonsville that I want to get to. Alice, welcome to the Rob Carson Show, and a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Oh, my goodness. Merry Christmas, Rob. You're, you're so great. We, we laugh with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm still in the throes of... Finishing putting ornaments on the tree. I'm gonna have presents to wrap. I'm making cookie plates, and nice. you know, I just I had to I had to call because you know after what you were saying last hour, just because you know, well, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you didn't take that bridge option option because <laughs> you are so you are so loved, and you know, all you went through, it, it just makes you one of us. You're you you inspire all of us. To not give up, to hope, and to have dreams, and keep going, and I just, yeah, I just, I had to call to, to wish you all the best, always. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you, job. Alice. God bless well, you, and thank you. Merry I appreciate Christmas. it. Merry Christmas. All right. Take care. Fuck. I don't want to get totally serious here, <clears throat> but since 2013, my my life had really, really imploded. Um, I went to uh, Washington, D.C. I was promised a morning show gig. I was lied to by the management of the radio station and two agents for, for nine years. And uh, and then was fired after being promised that I would take over Sean Hannity's position on another station. I was out of work for a year and a half. Lost our house. Moved to Kansas City. A radio station. They, they threw me a bone. They put me on a radio station in Kansas City. Two years into a three-year deal, they fired me. I was out of work for another year and a half. I was drinking a lot. My wife was going to leave me. I'm just going to recap here because I want to I play something for you because I want this to be inspirational. It's not me bitching about what my life has been. I just want you to know 
what I went through and what you can do. Because there are a lot of people suffering right now, and there are a lot of people standing on that bridge. So I was out of work. My wife was going to leave me, and I said to myself, I'm going to win her back. And I began selling cars. I had never done anything but broadcasting in my entire adult career, and I sold cars for three years. And the first month that I sold cars, I sold more than anybody in the dealership. I blew away people who had been there for 30 years because I knew what I had to do. And I did it for three years, and, and it really started to slip, and I was depressed. My mother died. My brother died. One of my best friends in the world died. And I was just uh, praying every night to God, either help me or let me die. Help me or let me die so my family can have the life insurance. I also found out during that time, are you ready for this? I find my biological family and I find out that the reason I was getting up for adoption is because my mother was raped. All of that, man. <laughs> you combine that with being 50 years old and not being able to provide for your family. And it was absolute darkness. Literally, I would have been fine never waking up. I'd been to the hospital twice trying to quit drinking. I was taken by ambulance twice. You have a thing, it's called delirium tremens, called DTs. It's not what you think. It's not shakiness. It's not bugs crawling all over me, as Nathaniel Ratcliffe read, saying. It's when your heart rate goes through the ceiling, your blood pressure blows up to 180 over, or 160 over 110, heart rate 180, and you uh, nearly stroke out. And I had gone to the hospital twice trying to quit drinking on my own. And uh, two years ago, one night, I had something happen to me, and I came to the realization that if I took one more drink, I would... I would die. It may not have been that night. It may not have been the next day. But I was going to die. And I went to bed that night, and I was faced with everything going. And I woke up on a January morning, and I didn't remember what alcohol tasted like. It was gone. It was gone. I didn't have any withdrawal. I didn't have to go to the hospital. All of the years of hospitalization or going through this, it just stopped. Nobody can explain it. I've, I've, I've only shared the story on stage twice, and, and I've talked to medical experts. They don't know how it happened, and I'm not saying this is going to happen to you. I know it's very rare. I can't explain it. Now, I'm not saying it didn't take me making up in my mind that I wanted to live, that I wasn't going to jump off the bridge. But I was healed. You don't realize how little you have until you have to sell it all to pay the rent. 
I sold my father's retirement ring. I sold my class ring, my high school class ring. And my wife said, we can't make the rent this month. Why don't you just go ahead and sell my engagement wedding ring? And I'm like, honey, that's your engagement wedding ring. And then I realized, oh, I get it. She didn't have any use for it. It was a burden for her. She wasn't wearing it anymore. There was a song, and, and uh, Ken, my producer, who I call my, uh, I call him Redneck MacGyver. He's been my sensei through this. Uh, you know, he's a rugged guy, lives in a house in Arkansas. He got a pickup truck, and he, he keeps a, 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 a friggin' kayak between the seats, you know, and all of this. And, and he talked me through this because he's lost friends my age to alcoholism and drugs. They've died. And I've seen many of my generation go before me. Kurt Cobain, uh, Chris Cornell, <laughs> uh, you can go on and up, Shannon Hoon, um, uh, Matthew Perry, uh, Amy Winehouse, um, all of them, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so I had this miracle happen. And, uh, and, and Ken, I remember the, the first few days that I wasn't drinking, and he was like, I told him I was listening to this song by Dave Matthews. And it's called Bartender, and he's like, dude, Rob, 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 that's the devil talking to you, man. That's the beast. He called it the beast. He called the the beast that I had battled for 20-plus years of my life, he called it the beast. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand. Listen to these lyrics. And I want you to listen if you're struggling. Listen to me. Bartender is a song of a man who's struggling in the same situation and he's sitting at a bar, and he's looking at this bartender as a figure, not the savior, but a savior of him. And he says to the bartender, out of desperation, bartender, please fill my glass for me with the wine they gave Jesus. That set him free after three days in the ground. And I went, wow. That he was so desperate, he said, give me the wine they gave Jesus. I want that wine that will free me from this. And I listen to that show, that song every day. I want you to listen to that song, because it's not about drinking. It's not. And I don't care if, it's, if you're addicted, I don't care if you're out of work, and maybe you're in this stage of your life and you just feel worthless because you can't provide. And that is a major blow. And I'm talking about white, black, inner city, country. I don't care. There's a lot of that. Don't give up on it. And I believe that God didn't save me until I'd given up. So that's my story. And that's why I can say I was able to sponge the writing off this stone. Because I went from nothing, food stamps, sold my father's retirement ring, to syndicated radio and TV host invited to Mar-a-Lago for dinner because Donald Trump thinks you're the funniest man on television. And I never gave up until I gave up. This is Joe Rogan.
I want you to listen to this because it's profound. And I saved this and I played it before. I want you to hear it again. Most men live lives of quiet desperation. It's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. It's and I've true. been that guy. Oh my God. You just li- you're just in this world where you most men live lives of quiet desperation. It's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. It's and so I've true. been that guy. Oh my God. You just li- you're just in this world where you just can't wait to just run away. And how do people get stuck there? Bills. Bills, like financial yeah. bills? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, That's bills and commitment. You, you have an apartment you have to pay for. You have a car you leased. You have a wife that you have to feed. You have a child you have to raise. You have to. You have your mortgage. You have your this. You have your that. And that's where it all comes from. Well, the opportunity takes place usually when you're young and you don't have any responsibility. That's when you have your options. Well, your options are severely limited the more you gather responsibilities. You have to take a path that's dangerous. And most people want to take the safe path. The safe path leaves you stuck in quiet desperation yeah. almost every time. It's hell. You're selling insurance or some other sh- that you care Cars. zero about. The way you can change is you have to put aside enough money to give yourself a window. And then you have to have a plan. And you have to spend all your waking hours outside of whatever shit job you do planning your escape. And you have to come to the realization very clearly that you f- up and you got yourself stuck so whatever you're doing you have to do it like your life depends yes. on it and i do let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show this song bartender by dave matthews and again this isn't about dave matthews this is uh this is amazing uh here it is if you need someone listen song and the Mia was a man who was desperate begging the bartender to fill his glass with something that would save him and uh, 
I think the reason why, and I'm being this way, is because uh, just witnessed the death of my mother-in-law, and I've uh, not it. I've just kind of been the sponge, so I apologize for them. For the verklempness. Let's go to Beverly in Baltimore. Hello, Beverly. Uh, Rob. Rob, I'm yes. a friend of Barbara from Baltimore. Yes. And Rob, we love you. Rob, you are a shining star which sheds information and light on the darkness of this world. There are so many good people here, Rob. And, you know, we just need to love each other. But, Rob, I tell you, God knew what you had to do. It wasn't enough for you to be a car salesman. God put you on the radio. You are Dr. Carson because you have <laughs> saved so many. And, Rob, I-, I could go on and on about you. I love you, Rob, and thank you for all you do. Merry Christmas to you and your family and all the listeners. And, Rob, we will continue to pray for you as you pray for us. going to get through this together. We're going to get through this together, Barbara. I don't care what your color is. I don't care what you uh, what you're what you're liberal or conservative. Are you, are you just tired of this? Are you tired of feeling this way? Are you tired of this government? Are you tired of people who would put a Satan statue in the damn rotunda in the Iowa State House? Are you done with it? Are you done with these idiots who say that they can transgender your child? Are you done with these people who want to tell your kids that they have to hate all the white kids because they're privileged and and white kids should, are racist? Are you done with this? Because I'll tell you right now, this is evil. And we're the good. Thank this you, is, God bless you. Thank you, Beverly. We See, this is why, and I apologize for the break from the joy, but I've said that we have to overwhelm them with joy. We have to make our joy louder than their derision and hate. And, and while we're doing that, we have to kick their asses. How does that sound? These people going into uh, Harvard or into New York City and having the audacity while relatives of people who died in those Twin Towers to protest against the Jewish people and for the people who cheered those buildings coming down. Don't give up. Believe. We're in this together. Back to the fun coming up. Don't go anywhere. We got some comedy coming up before the end of the show. I know we got serious. I think that's a good thing, by the way. Uh, but let's first go to a uh, special guest on the line, Dr. William Mackis. He is a chief of nuclear medicine and oncology. He also works with a wellness company, a uh, proud sponsor of the show. And by the way, uh, we are grateful to have them uh, on the air because I think what they do is incredibly important. Uh, we all learned how incredibly important it was when your CDC and HHS were uh, restricting doctors on how they could treat you for COVID, etc. cetera. Uh, Dr. Mackis, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. Um, how has the reaction been uh, to the wellness company launch of the uh, of the uh, of the emergency medical kit? Well, they're they're flying off the shelves. Um, you know, people uh, people understand that. Um, you know, in, in an emergency, you could you could run out of 
very important medications very quickly, things like antibiotics you might not be able to get your hands on. Um, or, you know, in the COVID emergency kit, you've got things like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine that people were not able to get their hands on it at all because, they're, you know, either their pharmacist wouldn't give it to them. So it's always to, to be prepared for an emergency. Did a lot of research when uh, when COVID was happening, and I had read a study where ivermectin wiped out COVID in Uttar Pradesh, the largest province in India. And I'm like, what the, what what is going on? And we couldn't get it. And I had to go to Florida when I had COVID. And by the way, I got COVID. I was unvaccinated. I chose not to get a vaccine because I had a heart attack when I was 31 years old because of strep throat and a high temperature. So I said I wasn't going to take the vaccine. So I didn't get the COVID until I went to the most vaccinated place in the world, New York City. And, and uh, but I did get hydroxychlor- hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and I ultimately uh, recovered from it. Um, but uh, but there are other things going on. We've heard that there is this white lung pneumonia that is uh, happening around the country, and and you know these are these upper respiratory illnesses can make you desperately desperately ill. Uh, tell me about white lung and uh, and how that's going, and how how possibly this medical kit could help you. You know, um, ivermectin uh, worked fantastically. Um, uh, I've used it myself, and, you know, we were getting pictures uh, from Mexico where you could just get it over the counter. You didn't need, you didn't need a prescription. Uh, everyone had access to ivermectin, uh, so people would be going to Mexico for vacation, you know, loading it up uh, before they came home. Uh, so it was shocking that it wasn't available in many places in the United States or in Canada. You know, this uh, lung disease that's uh, going around in, uh, in China, it, it's a bacterial pneumonia. It is nothing new. It is nothing scary. Um, it is something that's uh, easily treated with an antibiotic like doxycycline. Uh, the emergency kit has uh, that antibiotic, uh, so you're covered for that. Um, honestly, I think it's just being used for fear-mongering because uh, no one wants the COVID vaccines anymore, and uh, the uptake is very poor. I think less than 10% of people uh, want to take the uh, latest COVID booster shot. So they're trying to stir up a fear again to try to get people to go get their shots. Yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, uh, a good uh, a vast majority of prescription drugs are made in, in China. Um, that obviously has major impacts on being able to get the drugs we need, on China being able to restrict Drugs like that from, you know, it, you know anything, a supply chain break, whatnot, could really impact. So you're, you're ahead of the game as far as this, uh, this medical kit is concerned. Um, I want to ask you this. There have been people talking about the, the possibility of masking up again. I said that while the COVID was happening, wearing a paper mask to prevent the deadliest virus supposedly in the world is about as effective as wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. What do you have to say for people who are suddenly masking again and those who are uh, masking up again voluntarily? You know, it's, it's absolute nonsense. I mean, I, I've looked at the data extensively, and there is no place on Earth where masking showed any kind of improvement or, or any kind of uh, stopping of transmission of, of, of the respiratory virus, whether it's, you know, coronavirus or, or other viruses. The masks don't work. Even Fauci told us masks don't work. You know, you can put them on if you want to feel good, uh, if you want to feel better, you know, about yourself, but uh, they, they don't work uh, to block the viruses. So. It's, it's, it's part of this whole fear-mongering uh, and uh, fear porn that we're getting. 
Um, it works on some people. You know, some people get really scared. And so some people are masking up. In Canada, they're trying to force people to wear masks in the hospitals again uh, because same, same issue. Nobody wants the vaccines, and so they're trying to drum up the fear so they could get people scared again so they would go get their vaccines, and that's just part of the, uh, part of the fear operation. Let me ask you this. As a, a chief of nuclear medicine and oncology, uh, can you get that cancer thing fixed for us? Will you, will you take care of that for <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish it was that simple. I swear to God, so do I, brother. I just lost my mother-in-law to cancer, and uh, it, it's been it's been very difficult. Um, I, I, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I, uh, do you feel like um, that we're making some real progress as far as uh, the fight against cancer, doctor? You as a as a uh, nuclear medicine doctor and oncologist, are are we are we making some pretty good headway here? You know, I think we're making progress in the, in the sense that uh, people are waking up and they're realizing that the pharmaceutical companies don't have their best interests at heart. Um, you know, I'm, I, I actually believe that some people who took the shots, you know, will, will unfortunately will develop cancer um, because these shots are quite toxic. They damage the immune system. But the point is to, is to not be reliant on, on the pharmaceutical industry and to look at alternative treatments, alternative lifestyles, you know, alternative uh, foods. Uh, people are looking into fasting. People are looking into using something like high-dose ivermectin to treat cancer. So, uh, you know, there are some really good options out there that the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want people to know about uh, because they want people reliant on their drugs. I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that you know, the pharmaceutical industry is, is poisoning us and, and, and uh, you know, that there are better better options out there. You know, Doctor, I, I got to laugh. Every night I watch television, and, uh, and every night it's the same thing. It's a litany of commercials with food that's barely food. You've got a Baconator yeah. with cheese on a pretzel bun with liquid cheese on it. You've got some fries that are covered with cheese, and you've got this and this. And then right after that, there's a commercial for a new drug that will help you lose weight. It really is amazing how one business is poisoning us, the other one is saving us from the disease it causes. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I mean, that's, but that's the business model. I know. That's, Pfizer, Pfizer is doing the same thing. You know, Pfizer will give you myocarditis, and then they'll treat your myocarditis. Or they'll give you blood clots with the COVID vaccine, and then they'll treat your blood clots, right? Now, so, everything you just you know, said, doctor, 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 everything you just said is disinformation and misinformation. I know it because our federal government said it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doctor. Well, I want to I want to thank you for your time today and wish you the very best this uh, this Christmas and a merry a happy New Year to you. And and I'm really glad to have the Wellness Company as a part of this radio program. And I appreciate thank what you, you very do. Much. All right. God Thanks bless you, brother. Have a good one. You bet. You bet. You, <clears throat> you can't say that as disinformation. Here's uh, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly got the vaccine. Megan Kelly. Here's what she's saying now. And I and I posted this on Twitter and I got all sorts of people yelling at me. So you're putting out vaccine disinformation. I said, no, I'm just playing uh, Megan Kelly's thoughts here. Here it is. Listen. I regret getting the vaccine, even what? though I'm a 52-year-old woman, because I don't think I needed it. I think I would have been fine. I got COVID many times, and I, it was well past when the vac vaccine was doing what it was supposed to be doing. Um, and then for the first time, I tested positive for an autoimmune issue, what? an annual physical. What? And I asked, I went to the best rheumatologist in New York, and I asked her, do you think this could have to do with the fact that I got the damn booster and then got COVID 
within three weeks. And she said, yes. What? Yes. I wasn't the only one she'd seen that. Mm. I regret getting the vaccine, even though I'm a 52-year-old woman. Okay, you already heard that. That, That's Megyn Kelly. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know. I think we need some comedy. What do you say? I think we need some comedy. Yeah. How about this from Jim Gossett? Why why did you dismiss the lab leak theory? I have always said that the high likelihood is that this is a natural occurrence. Fauci's been kung flu lying. (laughs) A leak I was denying. That's disinformation. My story nobody was buying. Because it was Kung Flu lying. Shot, shot, booster, shot, 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 booster. It was a massive cover-up about the Wuhan leak. I lied to Rand Paul when the truth he tried to seek. But now it's been confirmed by the DOE. It'll be a piece of cake to pin the blame on me. Fauci had no compunction. About using gain of function. <laughs> it was complete dysfunction. This was no small malfunction. My story I'll be tweaking about the Kung Fu leaking. Kung Flu leaking. That is uh, the great Jim Gossett. So is this the smoking gun for the COVID lab leak? Blueprint for creating a SARS-CoV virus with an altered spike protein in Wuhan was published in 2018. I know. No bleep, Sherlock. You couldn't say that because it was disinformation. Newly discovered trove of documents detailing plans to create a COVID-like virus in China months before the pandemic make the lab leak almost certain, experts say. This is really weird because the head of the uh, FBI literally said that. He literally said that in an interview, and he said not only this year, that they knew it for a very long time. As you note, Brett, uh, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Wait, wait, why didn't you tell anybody? Oh, because you also covered up Hunter Biden's laptop. I forgot about that. (laughs) Oh, man, what a cluster bleep. What a Charlie Foxtrot this government is. My Lord in heaven. I want my Christmas wish to be granted that every one of these lousy B-words are fired from their jobs. Here's Matt Taibbi. He's a reliably left-of-center journalist, although he had a come-to-Jesus moment uh, after being uh, uh, visited by the uh, IRS after testifying in Congress about the IRS. (laughs) Here's Matt Taibbi, my new hero. Uh, He is a liberal talking about the lab leak theory and, uh, and, of course, Dr. Fauci. You know, he had observed early on that there was pressure that had been applied uh, to analysts at the CIA, that there had been visits from Dr. Fauci, uh, that some of the analysts had received performance bonuses after changing their determination uh, from lab leak to unknown or not likely or zoonotic. Um, So there's a number of things that are deeply troubling here. Some new information that we got is that there were also visits to the State Department and to the White House, and this is a fluid um, evolving story where there's going to be more information coming up probably on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I want is the truth. That's all I've ever wanted is the truth. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, lie. I've never, I have never come to the table on this show 
making up something to deceive you. I am here to tell the truth and expose the truth. Pat Paxton is the AG for uh, for Texas, and he's going after the vaccine companies. I want you to listen to Pat Paxton. We hope to have him on after the beginning of the new year. And in this case, we're pretty sure they were lying about the efficacy and the effectiveness of this drug, saying that it was, or this drug, this vaccine, that it was 95% effective, when in reality it may have been less than 1% effective. And then there's, there are certain groups that it actually maybe did more harm than good, so there's a lot of information here that the, the American public doesn't know, although I think they suspect. Just want the and truth. then, of course, this was pushed on us by the federal government. People were threatened with the, the loss of their jobs. Weird. Unless they got this vaccine that turns out was completely unproven. And so as with this other case we were talking about with the Pfizer case, I think it matters for the future that people know what happened in the past so that we can make better decisions the next time something like this comes around. There you go. Just looking for the truth is all. You know, I think before we take the break, no, actually, you know what, let's take the break a little early. I'm going to come on, on the other side, and we're just going to play a couple comedy uh, bits from the previous year I think you'll enjoy. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Just got a note from Nick in Baltimore. I'm 38 from Baltimore. Since being sober, bought my second house, have a 10-month-old daughter. Business is best in uh, the 70 years my family has been in business. I'm fourth generation. He quit the same day I did. He quit the same day that I had the miracle happen in my life. So it can be done. can be done. Okay, let's hear some comedy. I got to play this again before I go. Because Jim uh, Gossett put this together. It's friggin' brilliant. Uh, Sopranos fans, listen. For those of you who aren't big Sopranos fans, listen to the genius of a Tony Soprano Christmas. It was the night before Christmas at the Bada Bing. Not a stripper was wearing a single G-string. The boys, they were stationed by the back door with care. In fear that Phil Yatato soon might be there. <laughs> The next thing I saw made me light in my head. It was Christopher, my nephew, back from the dead. Yep, Tone, it's your nephew. That's right, it's me. You thought you killed me in that SUV. You can't be Chrissy, you're some other guy. I pinched his nose, I watched him die. <laughs> no, I'm your nephew, Tone. That's right, I'm back. I hope I give you another heart attack. Uh oh Oh! Next thing I know, Christopher vanished. Like pancakes in front of my sister Janice. Then who to my wondering eye should appear but Silvio and his wise guy, Reindeer? Uh, on Polly, on Big Puss, uh, on Vito, uh, on Benny, uh, on Johnny Sack, and his <laughs> fat-ass wife, Jenny. Uh, Phil's crew's on the way, so quick out the back, uh, get my car, or we'll all get whacked. I watched them all pile in the Sills Cadillac, all except Jenny, who'd stop for a snack. And I heard Sill exclaim as he drove off the lot. Take the wheel, Paulie. Uh, I think I've been shot. Nice. Now, now you want to hear the Goodfellas version? Are you ready? Why the hell not, right? It's the last day that I'm going to be on the air this year. Here's the Goodfellas version. Twas the night before Christmas at the Goodfellas bar. Some mud in my crew had just bought a new car. Take the Cadillac back and the fur coat, too. You're going to get us pinched. That's what you're going to do. Then who should walk in after 10 years in the can? 
with Tommy DeVito's least favorite made man. With his shiny suit and his matching spats, I know in a moment it must be Billy Bats. Hey, Tommy, where you been? I haven't heard of Pete. Go get your shine box, you little creep. Tommy replied, Hey, Billy, I don't shine shoes no more. The next thing I know, Billy's dead in the floor. Throw him in a car. I know a spot. It's out in the sticks in a vacant lot. As we drove along, there arose such a clatter. I said, Henry, pull over. See what's the matter. I heard Billy Bats yell, half dead and half drunk. I'm still breathing, fellas. Back here in the trunk. I should have let Tommy shoot him back there when he could. This time, let's make sure we kill him for good. So we stabbed Billy Bats until he was dead. Took my mother's knife and cut off his head. I feel bad for Billy. He should have let it sit. But he insulted Tommy a little bit. He did. A little bit. Merry Christmas, everybody. Beautiful, Merry beautiful, Christmas. Beautiful. Beautiful, Merry beautiful, Christmas, beautiful. you mutts. Number one song, uh, not a parody, this year. Well, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame. That's a song that brought us together. Oh, it is? More than any song we've heard in a long time in 2023. I saw homeboys listen to this and weeping. Yeah, that was the the folk song of the year that brought us together. And we're going to get together in the next year and we're going to take our country back and we're going to let patriotic Americans bring us back from the brink. Let's take a break, come back, wrap this up. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. I'm off for a week. God bless you. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, Listen to the podcast today if you need inspiration. Newsmax.com slash listen, particularly if you're struggling. In the meantime, have a glorious Christmas, and I will see you again next year. Don't catch the stupid. Love you guys.